tell him, yes, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. To praise you, Lord. Lift your hands and say, flowing from my heart. Welcome to Zion Hill Church family. I'm Minister Jackie Williams, and I'll be leading you in prayer. 
Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you, Lord, this morning, God. We thank you for accessing to your presence, Almighty God. Father God, your word declares, Almighty God. Lord God, if two would agree on earth that's touching anything, it will be done by our Father which is in heaven, Lord. God, we come in agreement, Almighty God, this morning, Lord. Asking you, God, to move this morning the service, Almighty God. God, let a fresh wave of your spirit, God. Lord, let it blow upon the service this morning, Almighty God. God, God, touch your people this morning. Lord God, let spiritual ears be open this morning, Lord. Lord, let spiritual eyes be open, God. God, give us open and receptive hearts to the word of God, Lord. God, we pray that the word of God would fall on good ground, Lord, this morning, God. That it would produce fruit that will remain, God, in the lives of your people, Almighty God, Lord. God, in the name of Jesus, Almighty God. Lord, let broken hearts be heal, Lord God. God, I speak deliverance to your people, Almighty God. I speak healing, God, in every capacity of our lives, Almighty God. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. God, touch the man of God this morning, Lord God. Lord, speak through him this morning, God. God, give us a word, God, in season, Almighty God, Lord, and help us to position ourselves, God, that we'll receive your word, to be doers of your word, God, and not here is Almighty God in Jesus' name, Lord God. Amen. 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 Well, let's keep that praise going this morning. If you don't mind standing on your feet or if you're at home joining with us, if you can just get up right where you are and give God a shout of hallelujah praise this morning and clap those hands like this. Father, we came to bless you today, Lord. We want to give him a high praise help us sing it. Hallelujah. Lord, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Father, we came to bless your name today, Right where you are, say, God, I lift my hands. I lift my hands. I pray. I bow my head. I honor you, Lord. I lift my head. I pray. I bow my head. I honor you, Lord. Come on, everybody. time y'all if you don't mind just lifting your hands say God I lift my hands before you this morning I, I pray I, pray I bow my head I honor you I lift my head I pray I pray 
somebody, hallelujah. Your name. 
Father, we lift up your name. to every one of you. We are grateful, grateful, grateful for your presence in the house of the Lord. If you have your Bible, will you please open it to the book of Daniel, chapter 3, verse 30. Let me invite you to stand with me in reference to the word of God. book of Daniel, chapter 3, verse number 30. The Bible says, then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. All of that was done in the, pres- in the province of Babylon. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for the word of God. It's good to know you are God of promotion. Lord, I pray for promotion, elevation for everyone under the sound of my voice. Lord, I pray that you will show up and show out. Minister to us in a very special way. Help our hearing, help our understanding, give us your wisdom. Lord, I pray that you will use me to be a channel of blessing to somebody today. I thank you for it, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, Faith. In the midst of fire. Faith. In the midst. Of fire. The passage I just read to your hearing. Decree and declare. That the king of Babylon. Promoted Shadrach. Meshach and Abednego. In Babylon. The question must be asked, what happened? What in the world led to their promotion? Please understand that in this passage, we're dealing with two nations. The nation of Israel and the nation of Babylon. What about Israel? Where Israel, ladies and gentlemen, we know they are chosen by Almighty God. Israel had its capital in Jerusalem. Am I right about it? And Israel had a a magnificent temple at Jerusalem. That's where the people worship God. That's where they offer sacrifices unto God. And that is where... 
they celebrate God on a regular basis. The Ark of the Covenant is present there also. From time to time, though, Israel will mess up. Sounds like you and me. Anybody here never messed up? Please don't raise your hand. Every now and then we all mess up. Now, please take note that sin does have consequence. Amen. So every time that the people of Israel messed up, God issued punishment. And the punishment comes in, in one of three ways. Number one, sometimes it will send famine. And that will mess up all the economy. Sounds like what we're going through right now. The truth be told, our economy messed up. <laughs> That's the truth. Another way God deals with sin, sometimes we send a plague. And if you're paying attention, uh, whether it's frogs, whether it's all kinds of plague that, that God sent in the word of God, right now we're dealing with the plague called COVID-19. Every time when we don't do right, every time we become too smart for our own sake. And we don't serve God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul, with all of our body. God allow plagues to come. Amen. The third way he deals with sin, ladies and gentlemen, he will allow them to be taken captive by other nations. Take note of those three ways. Either he will use famine, he will use plague, or we allow them to be taken captive. That's what we need to know about the nation of Babylon. It's a neighboring country to Israel. So when Israel messed up, God used Babylon to punish them. Babylon is a rich and powerful nation, and they have a mighty leader called Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar is a big-time warrior. He had a big palace. The Bible said that that palace was like seven miles wide. Can you imagine a house? That's a loaded brother. Ladies and gentlemen, you probably also have heard of the the, uh, the wonders of the ancient world. That's Nebuchadnezzar. He was so, so powerful, so rich. They have gold, they have silver, they had oil in that part of Middle East. And he had a practice. What he would do, he used strong military to go conquer other nations. He would go fight them conquer them, take all their people captives, and also take their gods. Whatever god that nation is serving, he will take it. He noticed one day that he had 
so many gods from different nations. He would say, huh, that's the God of Nigeria. Oh, that's the God of China. That's the God of USA. Every, every nation, God, what about their worshiping? And then it dawned on him that these people worship all these gods, but their God could not save them. He said, when I show up, I beat the devil out of all of them, and their God could not even speak for them. There's a lesson there. Be careful who you worship. Be careful that the God that you serve is able to save you. Be careful that the God, the one you lift up holy hands to, is able to protect you. Be careful that your God is able to heal you when you are sick. Be sure that your God is able to fight for you. Nebuchadnezzar said, well, how these people worshiping all these gods? And I show up and beat the daylight out of them, and none of their God could speak for them. So he concluded, he said, I must be bigger than their God. So he decided to take a good picture of himself and ask some experts in the land to make a big image that looks exactly like him. You probably have been watching TV. Have you noticed all the statues? <laughs> it's amazing how relevant the Bible is. They have all kinds of stuff. They have some here in, in Alexandria. <laughs> That's how these statues come up. Nebuchadnezzar, the one that he made, it was made of pure gold, solid gold. The Bible said that statue was 100 feet tall. Then, after he made this huge monster, then he made a law. He said, we're going to have a dedication service. You know about dedication service. You build churches and you have dedication. You start a new business, you ribbon cutting. You ain't cutting no ribbon. You just, you just celebrating, you know. So he was going to celebrate this huge monster. And then he told everybody, he said, on the day of dedication, he said, I'm going to ask all my musicians. See. Brother Terrence, Sister Thomas, Brother Matt Wilson, say, get ready. When I ask you to hit the note, everybody, when they hear the music, then turn towards the big monster and bow your head and say, hail the king. God, Nebuchadnezzar. Your mind was saying, that's pretty strange. Where would do something similar? It's amazing how relevant the Bible is. Have you ever seen us when we face the flag? You've been looking this way before, and all of a sudden, they hit the music. Dun, 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 dun. Then you talk. Then you put your hand. <laughs> the Bible is so relevant. I'm amazed. How history just repeat itself. And then people will fight you if you don't turn towards the flag. People will cuss you out just because you forgot to put 
Nebuchadnezzar said, and if anybody refused to bow to my image, say we're going to throw him or her in the fire. Now, the Bible said there were some young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were removed from Israel, and they are now captives in Babylon. They heard about the new law, but guess what? They refused to bow. Have you ever wondered why they refused to bow? The Bible said they were just young teenage boys. But it has a lot to do with the way they were brought up. I believe with all my heart, most of the problem we have in society today is failure of parents to raise their children. If you raise your child to be respectful of others, when they grow up, they're going to act like that. If you raise your child to be hardworking, guess what? They'll grow up, they will work their tails up. But if all they see growing up is mom and dad fussing and fighting all the time, guess what the kid's going to be? They're going to become Michael Tyson. Because that's what they watch. If they see you fussing all the time, you're going to raise some kids that can fuss. If they see mom and dad dealing drugs, using drugs, guess what? They're going to use it. Because that's what they know. In the case of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they remember growing up. They were told by their parents, thou shalt have no other God before me. Many of you don't know this, but in Israel, every young child, you are required before you are age 13, you must memorize the Torah meaning the first five books of the Bible. You're not just going to read it. You have to memorize it. And then they have a ceremony for you, like a rite of passage. They will gather the whole community, and they will put you in the center, and you are not allowed to, to pass to a teenage life until you can recite the whole law, the whole five books. So imagine this young man, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they've been through that. They know the, the Ten Commandments. They know what God requires. So when they got to Babylon and somebody said, turn to a golden image, hold your hand in your chest, and bow and call the king God, That's, that don't sound like what mama taught me. That don't sound like what my daddy said. So they refused to bow. You probably read in the book of Psalms how these Israeli captives, they were singing by the rivers of Babylon. There we sat down. Oh, we wept. We cried our heart out when we remember Zion. They said our captors, talking about the Babylons, they required of a song. But they say, how can we sing God's song in a strange land? So what you teach your children will go with them. 
You're not going to be around them all the time. Make sure you are a role model for your children. Make sure, I am telling you, I want my children, even some bad habits I have. Don't tell anybody I told you. I, 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 I used to have this bad habit. I would come home, and I would, wherever I find myself, I'd just take my shoe and leave my shoe there. Because I'm tired, and so it just don't matter anywhere. I just take off my shoe and leave it there. And you know what caused me to change? At some point, I began to see my children. They would take off their own shoe, too, and leave it wherever. I said, the devil is a liar. And the Holy Spirit then speak to me and say, you've been teaching them very well. Exactly what you model, that's what they're becoming. That was the last day I put my shoe anywhere. I ring my shoe so much now, you would think I'm running a shoe store. What am I trying to tell you? What you model for your children is very critical to their future. The reason why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is able to say, no, we're not going to bow down to a golden image. They remember how they were brought up, what they were being told. So you know what happened as a result of that. There was some informant. We're still dealing with that now. You all call them CIA. The Bible is not difficult to comprehend. There were some informants who went to the king, told the president, did you know there's some black folk down in Louisiana? <laughs> They've been acting up there. Now all of a sudden, you, you, you see the president tweet about it. Have you ever wondered how, how he know what's going on in, in Louisiana? <laughs> how he know what's going on in, in Massachusetts? Because there are informants, secret agents. So they told the king, Nebuchadnezzar, they said, well, your majesty, there were some young folks who are not complying with your rule. So he summoned all those young people. Summer is the same thing we do in the courthouse. When you get in trouble, we send you a summer. Get your, get your, get your. You better find your way to the courthouse. If not, we're going to send the police to pick you up. <laughs> the Bible is not complicated. So these young people were summoned. And the king said, young folks, I heard. Maybe what I heard is not correct. I heard that you all refused to bow to my image. He said, but... I'm going to assume maybe there's some misunderstanding. I know you are not from here. You're from Israel, and you're in a foreign land. Let me break it down to your level. See, I got some musicians. They're the finest in the community. When I tell them to hit the note, the law around here is that you have to turn towards my image. Bow. And then shout, hail the king. Our God, Nebuchadnezzar. Where those children say, sir, 
We can save you all the trouble. You see, from what we know, we cannot be a part of that mess. What are you talking about? They gave the king three responses. How many responses? You would need each of those responses in your life. If you don't hear anything else I have to say today, grab hold of those three responses that those Hebrew boys gave to the Lord. They gave it to the king based on their confession before the Lord. Number one, they said, king, if you're going to burn us, you need to remember our God is able to deliver us. Number two, if you throw us in fiery furnace, you need to know not only is he able to deliver us, he will deliver us. Number three, just in case God chose not to deliver us, we're still not going to bow. Why is that important for you and me? You need to know whatever you're going through right now. Your God is able. He's able to deliver you. I need to remind myself. Every now and then I find myself, it's like a web. You ever seen a web? You get entangled in it. And you need to know in your knowing that my God is able to bring me out of this mess. It don't matter whether you created it yourself. It don't matter whether you stumble into it. It don't matter whether the enemy gets you into it. But oh, it's good to know that our God is able. I don't know who I'm talking to today. But you need to know in your knowing. No matter what is going on in your life right now. God is able to deliver you. God is able to heal your body. God is able to give you a breakthrough. God is able to give you another chance. God is able to bring you out of it. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. What needless pain we bear. You know why? Because, oh, because we do not carry everything to the person who can bring you out of it. Our God is able. Hallelujah. If you never get anything today, receive that. Things will happen in life. It may be with the children. It may be with your health. It may be with your job. It may be with your relationship. It may be in business. You never know. It may be even in school. But all is good to know. The God whom you serve is able to see you through. God is able to bring you out of every mess that the devil has been trying to tangle you with. And look at the next thing they said. Not only is he able, yes he will. Hallelujah. I say God will. I say God will. I don't know about you. I've run out of money many times. And I keep going just knowing that God, God will make a way. I mean, with no dime in my pocket, I still shout. You see, your faith will cause you to shout. 
I told some people yesterday, if you really have faith, you will be broke and nobody would know about it. Because you just knowing your knowing. The Lord will make a way somehow. Oh, I tell you, we used to sing that song as a Baptist boy. I say, like a sheep, tossed and driven. I'm battered by angry sea. But when the storm of life is raging, and their furies shaking me all over, I wonder what is it that I've done? Where did I mess up? Then I said to my soul, don't worry about a thing. The Lord will make a way. Oh, I wish I got me some witness in the house. God will make a way. It's not a theory. Check his record in your life. It's good to know God will. We'll be singing in the church. I don't know all the words of that song. The only thing I got out of it is yes, he will. And they'll be rocking. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. That's all I needed for that day. Just to know that my God, yes, he will heal me. Yes, he will heal you. Yes, he will save you. Yes, he will deliver you. Yes, he will make a way. Yes, he will make your enemies leave you alone. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. And then they said, King, even if God don't deliver us, we're still not going to bow. I share with my congregation this morning, there are two laws that every Christian have to deal with. There's the law of faith. And there's the law of compromise. Under the law of faith, if you don't bow, you cannot burn. Did you hear what I said? The devil will give you opportunity to bow. To look the other way from everything mama taught you. From everything your daddy showed you. But if you don't bow, you cannot burn. Your faith will sustain you in the midst of fire. Your faith will sustain you in the midst of trial. But the law of compromise. Ladies and gentlemen, if you bow, you will burn. I hate to say this, I've watched many Christians bond because they would not stand up for what they, they believe. They know what is right. But they'll be trying to figure it out. One scripture says, trust in the Lord. Not some of your heart with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. Your understanding is killing you. Your understanding is messing you up. Your understanding is creating trouble for your health, for your family, for your... You need to lean on God. Don't lean to your own understanding. The Bible says in all of your ways, acknowledge him. 
That's right, Pastor. Then you're watching the rain. He will direct all your path. Do I have a witness in the house? Ladies and gentlemen, the good news is that if you don't bow, you won't burn. The king was so upset with them. The king said, do you all remember, young people, that I came to your country in Israel? And I captured all your people? The reason why you are here as slaves, as my slaves, is because your God that you're talking about couldn't deliver you. Then the king said, tell me what God would deliver you out of my hand now. When you were free, couldn't save you then. Now you are my slave. What God? The king was so mad, he said, cook the fire seven more times. Ladies and gentlemen, what that means in plain English, these three boys are now in serious trouble. And maybe somebody is here today, and you know what it is to be in serious trouble. There are troubles, but there are serious troubles. I've had my share in 61 years of living to know what it is to be in serious trouble. There are some trouble you can't even explain it to anybody. What are you going to do when your back is against the wall? What, do you, what are you going to do? I was talking to one of my members just two days ago. She said to me, Pastor, I have been at the end of the rope. I'm about to lose my house. And I started laughing. And she said, this is not funny, Brother Pastor. I said, don't you know a house is just a material thing? I said, when you get a chance, talk to Sister Elizabeth. I know what it is to lose a house. I know what it is to tell my children we have to move within 30 days. And I said, Sister Girl, listen to me. If God allowed that to happen, that same God can give you a bigger house. I have nine houses today, nine, nine of them. Are you listening to me? Why are you going to be freaking out? You need to let your soul be at rest when your back is against the wall. Learn to go to the Lord in prayer. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your trouble. You know the problem with some of you? You are busy talking to everybody. And the people you are talking to, they got problems just like you. And you are failing because they cannot help you. The person that can help you, that you need to spend time with, you don't do that. Go to God. Tell him about your trouble. He is able. And yes, he will. Let me tell you something about God. When you talk to him, 
It was so funny. <laughs> my wife and I were talking the other day. One of my members here has some personal problem, you know. And then she talked to another sister. And then the sister talked to us. That's in this stupid. Why are you taking your business to people? Are you sick? The people you're talking to, they've got problems too. And then what's so funny to me, the sister she's talking to, she just got a divorce. And now you're telling this sister about your own problem. How is she going to help you if, if it don't work for her? If, if, if Matt says he's going to give me a car, I want to know what kind of car is he driving. If all he got is a bicycle and he's telling me he's going to give me a car, you better run. Learn to talk to God. I beg you folks in the name of Jesus. Do you think I don't have problems? You better get a clue. The person you need to be talking to is God. Are you listening to me? And let me tell you what God will do when you talk to him. Don't think he's not listening. Are you listening to me? God will answer three ways for the most part. Number one, he will send a prophet. Maybe that's why he sent me to you this morning. He will send a man, a woman of God that will speak life into your situation. Sometimes God will send an angel. Are you listening to me? But oh, you may not believe this. Sometimes God will show up himself. He will customize your situation. I pray for every one of you under the sound of my voice today. In this season of COVID-19, of all this pandemic, I pray that God will show up in your life. I pray that God will show up in your situation. I hear some pastor talking to me before I came in this morning. They say, Pastor, we are struggling financially. We, we, the church is going down. And I have to tell them, I say, talk to God about it. Talk to God about it. God is able to show up even in the midst of pandemic. Ladies and gentlemen, please take note. When God show up, he show out. Did you hear what I said? Tell somebody next to you and say, neighbor. Say, neighbor. God is about to show up in my life. Say it like you mean it. Say, neighbor. Somebody don't hear you. Say it like you mean it. Say, neighbor. God is about to show up in my life. In my marriage, in my home, on my job. Somebody shout hallelujah. On my job, there was a rumor that they're going to lay people off. And they said, we've got to cut some professors. We've got to cut some, some staff. And, and uh, this rumor was going on. And something just hit me. I said, let's, let's, let me go talk to God about it. And then I tell the Lord about it. 
And in the midst of everybody being laid off, I got promoted. Are you listening to me? You have every right to expect God to show up. We sing that song, we just don't believe it. We'll be singing, show up in me, show up. Don't just sing it. Expect God to show up on your job. Expect God to show up in the hospital. Expect God to show up when everybody is freaking out. The Bible says when everybody says this are going down, you should be speaking this are going up. Ladies and gentlemen, you know the story. They throw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. But the Lord showed up. Am I right about it? You see, when you're in the fire, when you're going through, people think you are alone. Sometimes, behind you, they're laughing. They can see what's going on. And they say, in that sad. Look at that African. They be running their mouth. That's true, baby. They be gossiping. But what they don't know, you're not alone. Tell somebody right now and say, neighbor, if you see me in the fire, I'm not alone. Say like you many. Say, neighbor, if you see me in the fire, I'm not alone. See, receive. These are basic revelation. Somebody say, I've seen the lightning flashing. I heard the thunder roll. You see, one of the things that drive me crazy about you, choir folk, you say some profound thing in your singing. But I'll be wondering, are you listening to what you're saying? We will get to a chorus and we'll say to our soul, No, never alone. He promised never to leave me. Never alone. You may be in the jailhouse right now. You may be on lockdown right now. But I submit to you, you're not alone. The power of God is right there next to you. You may be in your hospital bed right now. Listen to this man of God. You're not alone. God is with you. God is with you. His name is Jehovah Shammah. Never leave you, never forsake you. All of a sudden, the king noticed something. The king said, Wait a minute. Am I hallucinating? How many people do we throw in the fire? They said, Three. Then he started counting, said, One, two, three. He said, I see a fourth person. They said, please, come with me because maybe, maybe I'm seeing double. And then everybody began to look into the fire. And sure enough, they see a fourth person. The king said, not only did I see a fourth person, this fourth person looked like the son of God. There's a lesson there. Your God is bigger than their God. Hallelujah. Who is this fourth person? In Genesis, ladies and gentlemen, the Bible said he's the seed of a woman. 
In Exodus, it's your Passover lamb. In Leviticus, it's your high priest. In Numbers, it's the pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. In Deuteronomy, is the prophet of your soul. In Joshua, is the captain of your salvation. In Judges, is the lawgiver. In Ruth, is kinsman redeemer. In first and second Samuel, is the great I am. In first and second king, is the most high God. Ladies and gentlemen, who is this fourth person in the fire? In the book of first and second chronicles, is the reigning king. In the book of Extra, is the faithful scribe. Who is this fourth person? In the book of Nehemiah, is the rebuilder of every wall that is broken. Maybe you're under the sound of my voice today. And maybe some walls have been broken in your life. Maybe some children you raised up to be good citizens and they're not acting right. But God is a rebuilder of every broken wall. In the book of Esther, is our Mordecai. In the book of Job, I know my Redeemer live it. In the book of Psalms, he is the Lord our shepherd. We shall not want. We will not want for peace. We will not want for healing. We will not want for miracle. We will not want for recovery. Anything the devil throw at us. Our God is our shepherd. In the book of Proverbs, is our wisdom. In the book of Ecclesiastes is unsearchable riches for every child of God. In the book of Songs of Solomon is the love of our soul. In the book of Isaiah is the prince of peace. In the book of Jeremiah is the righteous branch. In the book of Lamentation is the weeping prophet. In the book of Ezekiel is the glory that show up in our captivity. Who is this fourth person? In the book of Daniel is the fourth man in the fire. In the book of Hosea is the faithful husband. In the book of Joel is the Holy Ghost baptizer. In the book of Amos is the plumb line of our righteousness. In the book of Obadiah is the mighty deliverer. In the book of Jonah is God on our missionary service. In the book of Micah, is the watchman. In the book of Habakkuk, he said again and again, you are not alone. Though the vineyard don't produce, though the olive tree don't bring forth, you need to know you're not alone. In the book of Nahum, is the avenger of God's elect. I gave that revelation to one woman one day. She was suffering physical abuse from her husband. The, the husband will beat her up. And I told her about the book of Nehu. I said, Sister Greg, read this. And then after you finish, let's come back and, and talk about it. And we did. She said, what I got out of it? God will faint for me. I said, baby, you got it. I said, this class is over. The book of Nehu, the avenger of God's elect. And sure enough, God fixed it. He found himself in jail, locked up. 
And guess who have to bail him out? The same person he's been abusing. Then my Baptist spirit got on me. I said, make him get on his knees. The avenger of God's elect. Nobody can get away with abusing you. Nobody can get away with treating you wrong. God watches over his children. In the book of Zechariah, is the deep fountain filled with blood. In the book of Malachi, he is the son of righteousness. In Matthew, he's our Messiah. In Mark, he's servant God. In Luke, he's the son of man. In John, he's the son of God. In the book of Acts, he's the Holy Spirit. Everybody needs to be filled with the Holy Spirit. In Romans, he's our justifier. In 1st and 2nd Corinthians, is our sanctifier. In Galatians, is our redeemer who redeems us from the curse of the law. In physicians, in Ephesians, is our foundation. In Philippians, is the supplier of all of our needs. In Colossians, is the fullness of Godhead. In 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, is the soon coming king. In 1st and 2nd Timothy, is our instructor. In Titus, is our faithful pastor. In Philemon, is our friend that sticks closer than a brother. In Hebrew, is our high priest after Melchizedek. In James, is the power of our faith in God. In 1st and 2nd Peter, is our glorious hope. In 1 John, God is love. In 2 John, God is truth. In 3 John, God is our prosperity. He said, beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and be of good health, even as your soul prosper. In the book of Jude, is our Lord coming soon with 10,000 of his angels. In the book of Revelation, he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is Alpha and he's Omega. He is the beginning and he's the end. If he started with you, you can count on him to finish it. What am I trying to tell you? God will never leave you alone. That's why I say tell your neighbor, if you see me in the fire, I'm not alone. Please take note while they're in the fire. There are people who are waiting for them to be dead. You'll be surprised how many people are waiting for you just to go away, just to be gone. But I pray today in the name of Jesus that God would disappoint all the expectations of your enemies in the name of Jesus. I say God would disappoint all the expectation of your enemies, all their imaginations, all their secret plan, God will foil that plan. And God will usher in the peace of God that surpasses all understanding in your situation. If you receive that, say amen. If you receive that, say amen. The Bible said, now I say this, as I close, the Bible said the same king that threw them in the fire. 
that same king brought them out. Are you listening to me? There's a lesson there. The same people who are talking about you right now, God will make your enemies your food stew. Are you listening to me? The same people, they will come and rejoice with you. The same people, they will come back to you and say, I'm sorry about what happened. The same people, they will turn around and be your best of friends. I finally got to my sermon. Daniel chapter 3, verse 30. Look at the end of what happened to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The Bible said, the king Nebuchadnezzar not only bring them out, but he promoted them. I stopped by to tell somebody today, you're coming out of your trouble. You're coming out of poverty. You're coming out of every disappointment. You're coming out of every plague. You're coming out of every struggle. And when you come out, you're not going to come out empty-handed. They came out of the fire. And they got promoted. What the devil meant for evil, God turning around for your good. If you receive that, shout amen. If you receive that, shout amen. I want to invite somebody to Jesus Christ this morning. If you are here under the sound of my voice, you said, yes, I want to serve a God like that. I just don't want him to be my savior. I want him to be my Lord. You are the one that God has sent me to. Make a decision today. Say, for God I'll live, for God I'll die. And maybe you're live streaming, you're watching on television, and you say, Pastor, me too. There's a number under the screen. Dial that number. There are ministers of the gospel who have been trained to rejoice with you, to pray with you, and celebrate your decision to follow Christ. That's what this ministry is all about. Let me invite all of you today before you leave. Take advantage of the opportunity to worship God with your giving. The way to go up financially is to be a giver. God always puts seed in the hands of sowers. Why should God give you more money if you're stingy? Philippians chapter 4 verse 19, Paul said to those people who are giving for his ministry, he said, my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. That's my prayer for all of you here today. And maybe you are live streaming. You say, hey, I want to give too. How do I do that? Go to our website, zionhill.com. Right there on that web page, there's an opportunity for online giving. For those of you who are here, as you go out, our ushers, Sister Claire and the rest of the staff, they'll be glad to greet you. Feel free to give as you go out. There's a plate at the back of the church. We thank God for every one of you. I hope something has been said and done to make you a, a great woman of faith. 
Will you please help me welcome our worship team one more time? God bless you. We need everybody to clap like this. Come on. We just want to remind you that the same God that was doing those miracles back then is the same God that is alive and well today. If you believe that, make some noise right there. You make the blind man see. You make the lame man walk again. You cause the dead to rise. And that's why we dance in liberty, cause you're doing it all again. Hey, 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 yeah, you're doing it all again. Oh, 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 oh. You make the blind man see. You make the lame man walk again. That's why we dance in liberty. Why? Yes, you are. Oh, oh, cause you're doing it all of it. You're the same God, yeah, still creating. You're the same God, and you're chain breaking. Same God, right there, everybody, make some noise if you believe it. Woo! Hey, cause you're doing it all again. Cause you're doing it all again. Cause you're doing it all again. Yeah. Say so you won't change the same God. He's a never changing God. Say never. Cause you're doing it all again. Cause you're doing it all again. 